Hello, treasured women. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends. Today is the last in our series of the more of God. And so today we're going to look at Jesus and what he did on the Sabbath. God is so good, isn't he? We are to remain ever thankful solely because God is good. His character is good. He always loves to use his children, that is you and I, and he works all things out for his glory and for the best of those who love him. So in order for us to partake in the blessings, we have to stay focused on him and we have to love him. So many people want to know why they aren't being blessed, but they haven't come into understanding loving the Lord and staying focused on him and his good character. Today, I am really excited that we are going to be in Matthew 12, and we're going to start in verse 11. So I want to read this to you first. And this is Jesus talking. It says, but he said to them, what man is there among you? If he has only one sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful and permissible to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, reach out your hand. The man reached out and it was restored, as normal and healthy as the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, discussing how they could destroy him. There's so much packed into here. But first I wanna talk about that this takes place in a synagogue. Jesus was in a synagogue and there was a man with a withered hand. So oftentimes we can be in a church or we can be in somewhere that's holy and we forget to look around us. We forget to minister to someone who's in need. And we can only do that when we stay focused on God. We can only do that when we stay partnered with the Holy Spirit and listen to his promptings. The Holy Spirit is prompting us constantly. However, if we're not aware of that prompting, if we're not being intentional to wanting to be obedient to that prompting, we can miss it. But praise God, we have scripture and the life of Jesus to look at as our only role model so that we can see how did Jesus do it. And therefore, that is how you and I should do it. And so even though we go to church or we go to something Christian with one intention to hear a good sermon, to receive some ministry, it's also important that we stay aware that even when we've stepped out to receive, God still wants us sometimes to give. And that means to minister to someone else who is in need. 
And I want to encourage you that this can also be when we ourselves are in need. Sometimes the greatest ministry that can happen to us in our own life is when, yes, we might be in need, but we're aware that others also have needs which are often greater than our own needs. And as we take time to pause and to minister to those in need, then through that act of faith and obedience to God and just willing to be his servant at all times, we also receive during that process. We tend to think it's just us pouring out and we are pouring out, but however, as we're pouring out, God is pouring in and he is filling us and filling us. And this is a wonderful way for you and I to receive. And so we don't fully know why Jesus was going to the synagogue besides the fact that it was the Sabbath and he did partake in Jewish rituals. He did partake in going to synagogue on the Sabbath. We don't fully know from the scripture if he knew something was going to happen ahead of time or not, but it doesn't matter. The point is that Jesus was always aware and always willing to be obedient and to be prompted by the Holy Spirit because his father wanted him to do these things for his other children. So then we see that because it was the Sabbath, doing anything on the Sabbath was taboo. It was frowned upon. This is old covenant law. You were not allowed to do. But because Jesus comes in and Jesus is now the new covenant, new covenant comes with a whole different set of rules and a whole different set of regulations on how you and I were to act. And so Jesus is saying, how many of you in this time that he is talking to, how many of you have had some kind of animal that was your livelihood that something happened to that then you had to rescue because it happened on the Sabbath and because it was attached to your livelihood, you knew you just had to rescue that animal so that your family could go on being fed. And Jesus is saying, therefore, you as people or any person is more valuable than an animal. And therefore, you and I can do good on the Sabbath. We can do, period, on the Sabbath, that it's okay. And this is the first time most of these people were able to hear Jesus talk and were able to kind of understand, wait, there is something new happening. There is a new covenant. Could this be part of this new covenant? Could this be the Messiah? 
And so, of course, there's stirrings, there's questions. And notice that Jesus wasn't there to answer every question. He didn't take questions and give answers. He merely did, and then he moved on. And that is the importance of being a godly leader, is knowing how to do and not listen to the naysayers around you. And sometimes even that naysayer can be a boss. Sometimes that naysayer can be trusted people that you have walked with for a long time. But it's to completely block out any of the questions that come your way unless the Holy Spirit prompts you to answer and just continue to do the work that God asks you to do. And just ignore anything that may come your way and keep moving on and keep being prompted by the Holy Spirit so that you continue to do the work of the Father. You remain in his timing and you continually are obedient to what he wants you to do. And this is what Jesus did. And so as we continue then, it says, you know, then he did heal the man. The, the hand was fully restored. However, then it says the Pharisees went out and conspired against him. These were holy, holy, <laughs> in quotation marks, men who went out to conspire against the very Son of God, the very God that they presumably were serving. Sometimes we don't have eyes to see if we aren't open to receiving the more of God. Blessings can pass us by even when God wants us to receive them. If we aren't aware of our surroundings, if we aren't fully present in the moment, if we are not partnered with the Holy Spirit in the way that we are called to be, we can miss so much that God just wants to pour upon us. And I don't know about you, but I never want to miss any gift that God wants to give me. And therefore, as godly leaders, in order to stay in God's will, on God's path, to be obedient, to receive our blessings, we have to be aware, we have to be intentional, and we have to be obedient to whatever God says, however the Holy Spirit prompts us. And sometimes that prompting may look a little odd. And sometimes that prompting, once we are obedient in that act, there are going to be people who want to conspire against us, who have a lot of negative things to say about us. And this world and even as Christians, sometimes Christians have a lot of horrible things to say about other Christians. And I want to encourage you that if you have had a negative thing said to you about from another Christian or from maybe church leadership, 
that just learn to forgive them. Just put it on your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to release forgiveness to them for hurting you. For they did not have a bigger understanding of the gospel. We all are learning all the time. God's words and scripture has so much to give that we could study it constantly and consistently and we still are not capable of receiving all of what God says in its fullness in our lifetime. And so we as people, even as church leadership, even as a Christian leader, we will always make a fault or be at fault because Jesus came for all of us. So every single one of us, even though when we try our hardest with all of our might, still need Jesus. We will still make mistakes. And Father God knew this, and that's why he sent Jesus to pay for our missteps, to pay for our sins. Even when we don't realize we are sinning, we are to stay humble. And in that humility, that is what makes us a true godly leader, is to stay humble and to stay teachable and to learn more and more and more about God and about his words and about doing it God's way and staying attached and partnered with the Holy Spirit so we miss as little as humanly possible. But I want to encourage you, give yourself grace that your goal should be to be a better godly leader every day to stay more attached and aware of Holy Spirit and his promptings in your life every single day and just to do it better the next day and better the next day. And know that in our humility as Christians, we are called to stay teachable and to receive correction and not hold others accountable for what they don't understand. And a lot of times, even Christian leadership, even holy leaders, just like in the scripture, the Pharisees were conspiring against Jesus himself. Wow. So it's okay if people say negative things about you. Don't take it personal. Jesus didn't. Jesus just moved on and continue doing his father's work. And that's what I want for you. I want you to live in a way that is so unoffendable that the things that people say cannot affect you, that you will just move on and continue to do your heavenly father's work. God is so good. And if you are a woman, I am encouraging you to press in this season. And all December long, in December 2021, we are having complete free events. Most of them are virtual. So you, if you are a woman, can get plugged into Trumpets of Tirza all December 2021 long 
for free. No excuse. Please join my powerful women in my community who are there to support and encourage and to journey with you. We are the bold ones. We are the ones who are making a difference in the world. And I want you to be that one too. God bless you this season. Thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you on your leadership journey.